Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 77, the one where we are finally back on track, and it feels good to be back to good. a normal, regularly scheduled Wolf Den Live episode. Hello, Darlo. Hello, Adam, Fred, Tom, Thom, <laughs> Night Warrior, Vile Tough, Quet, PK, Juan, Cowboy. Hello. Everybody. Hello, everyone, and anyone who's joining us. Believe uh, it or not, Will is yes. still yellow. He's just color corrected. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, he's color, fine. Yeah, Everything's I'm fine. fine. Everybody's I'm, fine. I'm back. Um, had a had a very interesting June. Um, I might still have an interesting June. I don't know if I'm going to be on next week's show because I think I have to go to a rehearsal dinner for somebody else's wedding. Oh, <laughs> I will. I will uh, confirm that. Oh, confirm next it week. so I can get a replacement. I yes. have people that I want to replace you. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I, I'll say, I might be doing it from the rehearsal dinner, but um, yeah. yeah, it feels good to be back. And uh, hopefully, June is the only time this will be a disaster. Let me tell you something. Last week, I did it by myself. I don't like doing that. I don't ever want to do that. But uh, it was it was better than I expected. Yeah, it went a lot better than I expected because yeah. I actually had things to talk about last week. If I didn't have anything to talk about, it would have been a miserable disaster. <laughs> and the internet was fine. Everything was fine last week. Good. I came back from E3. It was at E3 all last week. What a show that was, <laughs> but I'm back doing a lot of editing. I haven't left my house or slept or anything. So life's life's a toilet. Well, it is. It's it's a pretty bad. Welcome back. We're here. Arms came out. Haven't played it. Not interested in it. But I'm glad people are having fun with it. Uh, I I didn't get a chance to comment on any three, but I am now very close to buying a Switch from really show. Yes. Why? Tell me all. About um, it. big thing. Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while, but like I know it'll be worth the wait because I've been waiting for a new Metroid Prime game. Uh, I love the old ones. Hopefully this means we'll get the original trilogy now on Switch because those were GameCube games, and I feel like 3 you can easily port to the Switch. With did, both. did the Prime trilogy go to Wii U? No, right? It went to Wii, and then it was on Wii U for, for a digital download. I downloaded it on Wii U. So what's the collection? That's for Wii? That's for that's for that way. Was like late in the Wii. Okay. Yeah, it was late. That was like midway through the Wii life cycle, and then you they, they ported it to Wii U Virtual Console. Okay. So, but so you want it for Metroid Prime? Metroid Prime. Um, I might want it for the two Sonic games, Forces and Mania, Odyssey, obviously. Um, and you know, it's not really E3, but everything they were promising with um, not their Virtual Console. The other thing, the classic game library. Oh, with yeah. the monthly sub subscription service. Yes. Okay. That'll be next year, I believe. Yes. That's when they're starting that. So, but I was very surprised they didn't say anything about Virtual Console. I think they're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Which I don't understand I why. Gonna, it's... I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. But other than that, um, I'm excited for Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Okay. New Water was amazing, and this looks just as good. Um, Spider Man looked awesome. I might have to get myself a PS4. <laughs> just borrow mine. Uh, Never use it. Okay. <laughs> I might do that. Um, I barely played anything. At, yeah, you at only played like three games. I you? played Mario Odyssey, which mm -hmm. took up all of my Tuesday. Yeah, because I had to wait online. I only played it for ten minutes. The next day, I think I played Sonic Mania. Yeah, I played Sonic Mania the next day, and then I played Son and then I played uh, Moss. That that VR right, game, right, which, yeah. Which I'm working on a video on that should be up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, if I stay up all night tonight and finish it. Um, I also completely forgot I played Harvest Moon, the Switch version. Oh, really? And it's, I mean, it's the Harvest Moon game. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason why I set up an appointment to play it was because it was for the Switch. Right. And not my, not my cup of tea, Will. Yeah. But, uh, I'm glad I played it. Oh, they, that same company, Natsumi. 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 Yeah. They're also making a game called River City Knights. Have you heard about that? Is it like River City Ransom? It's River City Ransom. Except that it's a medieval, it takes place in medieval times. It's really? the same characters, just in medieval garb. <laughs> and it's a JRPG. <laughs> okay, so River City Ransom is actually this Jap part of a larger Japanese series called Kunio-kun. Yeah. I didn't know this. It's like a hundred games. Um, I played... Was River City Ransom the first one? No. Really? Yeah, I forgot what the name of the first one was. Oh my god. Um, I remember playing... One of my friends has a Super Famicom, mm. and we played one of the Kunio Kun games on Super Famicom. And I thought it was going to be just like River City Ransom, just a side swollen beat em up. It is a long, epic, 
beat em up story. <laughs> the, it's like it starts with a 30 minute cutscene. Remember, Super Famicom, a 30 minute cutscene <laughs> of the two characters in jail, like just talking to prisoners. Then you have to fight your way out. Then there's an epic motorcycle battle. And then there's more like 30 minute cutscenes. It's crazy. So, so okay, they have two um, River City games. One of them is River City Knights, right. which is the JRPG. Mm-hmm. It's actually, uh, it, it's actually uh, turn-based. Okay. There's another one. I forgot the name of it, and it's coming out, I think, sooner. But it is a, more of a typical River City Ransom game where okay. it is, you know, a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Except that you have, there's a massive story, there's a lot of dialogue, and... Um, you have to navigate through the city, but it's all side scrolling. Okay. So it's kind of like the, the, you have to navigate through the map that is just you go left or right. So right, you, right. It's like a massive world that you have to explore, mm-hmm. even though it's a side scrolling beat up. I forgot what that one's called, but there's two River City games. It's not the Knights one, it's the other one. That's cool. So that might be more mm-hmm. your speed. They also had uh, at that booth. They, ha- I mean, I played River City Knights, but I just hit next, next, next on the dialogue until <laughs> I got to some action. The other game was Wild Arms. Oh yeah, that's that's a popular series. It was bizarre. <laughs> it, it Wild Arms Reloaded. It's just yeah. a shooter, but it was really hard to control, <laughs> like really hard. And, and I played with the Steam controller. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. But those are the only games I played. That's it. Interesting. I can't think of. Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. I, I also met with this company. That showed off Switch accessories, mm-hmm. but I'm mad at them because they advertised that there would be beer there at the booth, and, and there, there wasn't. Was- oh, wow. And so I'm mad at them. <laughs> so they don't give a shit out. <laughs> oh! I've been meaning to unbox this. Yes. For like three or four weeks. Yes. So let's do it. It is. It's in the description of one of the videos. Yeah. This looks like uh, an anatomy. I think thing. Oh yeah, this is how to play it. Uh, this is an ocarina from Zelda, or you know, a knockoff. Yeah. Uh, it comes with a note sheet. Like I'm supposed to be able to read that. Uh, it teaches you how to play. I know how to play. Well, it gives you a fingering exercise. And also, thank teaches God you how to we play. all need that. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Mary had a little lamb. Old Lang Syne. Happy New Year. Happy birthday to you. Does not tell you how to call the sun or travel back in time. <laughs> Something's up with this. <laughs> it looks broken on the inside. <laughs> you remember that one? Yep. You remember that one? Nope. From from, from Zelda. Zelda plays it. Yeah. Uh, you know, right before you know. Yeah. Right before the big battle, the big <laughs> epic battle where Zelda, the the boy. Uh, Kills everybody with his with his uh, yep. with his triforce sword. Yep, that's exactly that's exactly how it happens. I'm, I, I love it. I'm, I'm great. <laughs> I think it says zebra on it. <laughs> zebra, <laughs> it does. Why? It has the triforce on it. Yeah. I think it's a, it's supposed to look like Zelda, but it's oh a yeah. Zebra. Oh, there you go. Get it at banggood.com. Link will be in the description when this goes live. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry if that broke your eardrums, but I'm not that sorry. <laughs> All right, so talk about E3. Yeah. Nothing else makes you want to switch. Those are the big things, you know, because okay. I'm I'm thinking a game like Sonic Mania, because you know that's a that's a game I definitely want to play, and I'm gonna want to play it. As soon as it comes out, and it's coming out in August, which is a big month for me. Uh, so here's the thing: if you're gonna get a Switch to play Sonic Mania, yeah, at launch, mm-hmm. buy the Switch, and then I will give you the code that comes with the collector's edition because I feel like I'm gonna get that late. Okay. And I want it the day I want it the minute it comes okay. out. Okay. So I'm gonna have to buy it at midnight and then rebuy it. Well, I don't want to wait, so... I mean, it'll come out, like, you'll get it, like, a day or two later. Okay. Or we have to give it away to somebody. Right. We'll figure. You know, we already said we're giving it away, so now everybody's going to be like, you got to give it away, so now we're going to give it away. Too, okay. late. too bad. Now you got to pay for it. <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> so, That's basically, I'm going to give away my code for the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. It's just the the game. You're just getting the game. You're not getting the collector's edition, because I want the collector's edition. But I have a feeling it's going to come late. Yeah. So, I want to buy it. 
And I got screwed because that collector's edition is like seventy dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the game's only twenty. Um, so you think you're gonna get the Switch yeah. that early? That it convinced you that to get it that soon? It's it's starting. To, I mean, I still have a lot of reservations. The memory thing bothers me. What? How little memory you get? On Not that? how little memory. The fact that I can't transfer saves ah, or that's games. A big deal. That's that's a huge deal. Yep. The fact that they don't have like any sort of um, fail safe if something goes wrong. Like you can't back up your saves and stuff because Xbox One automatically backs up backs up everything in the cloud. Uh, PS4, you have to be a PS Plus member to do it, but I you can like you can do it. That's something they could fix when they have their big uh, online account overhaul. Right. When they come out with the new virtual console yeah. system and whatever. But I feel like that's waiting too long. It is. I'm right. not saying they're right in yeah. doing that. I'm I just know saying that they could they could fix it if they try. Reggie Reggie said like they're working on it. They they understand there's a problem, but of course he can't say anything. Because Reggie doesn't say anything. He just devours people. <laughs> well, moving on. Yes. Um, let's talk about this first. Because I thought this was interesting. PlayStation 4 boss indies aren't relevant? Yeah. Um, you put this here. I did put this here. Um, I, I didn't read the whole, th the whole article. It's... Uh, it's uh, what's this position? He's not like a he's not like the top guy. It's uh, oh slow? he's um it's going weird. It's my internet's always a disaster. It's uh Sony's global boss of sales and marketing, Jim Ryan. So he's not Sean Layden, who's like the, the head of uh, the PlayStation brand again. Uh global boss of sales and marketing. Okay. So he's like a guy at PlayStation. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a top guy. Okay. Um, what exactly did he say? It was an interview with uh, GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, when they asked him, you didn't show any indie games last year or this year. Um, he said, one of the things we've realized is that these video collages of 10 indie games shown in a minute is almost meaningless. Nobody can really learn anything about games in that short of time. It is almost viewed as a waste of time. There that, that's different than what the headline of the article is. Right. Well... <laughs> There's more. There was a time and a place in the early stages of the life of the PS4 to make statements. It was more about making a statement that we are serious about indies and that we're doing this and that, sorry, that we're doing this and that with, that we're doing this and that with indies. No Man's Sky and so on and so forth, which broke out from that and carved its own niche. You know, right now we have, we have tons of indie content on the platform and the fact that we elected, along with many other things such as Gran Turismo and Playlink, not to give it its own spot on stage this week, in no way means it's not important or it's not there or we don't want or we don't worry about it. It's just good to talk about it in 2013, 2014. It's less relevant now. We have VR to talk about, for example. Interesting. So I think overall he's saying that in the in the beginning of the PS4 lifecycle, it was important to talk about the indie games. Whereas now they have all their big AAA games are now out and ready and easily available, and now VR is the next big thing, and also uh, their PlayLink feature and things like that. So Indies is not high on their priority list to discuss. I very disagree. I understand where he's coming from. That having a montage of like a hundred indie games, like ten minutes, that that's not that doesn't you don't need anybody, that really. yeah. But show that you're that you're still on mm -hmm. board with indies. Yes, because... I mean they showed Moss, which is an indie game right. for VR, but they didn't show much. Because even Microsoft, um, when the Xbox One launched, it was conceived as a very unfriendly platform for indie developers. Every year since then, they've had um, their ID at Xbox uh, showcase where they show all the indie games that they're coming out with. And, you know, they do it every year. It's a quick five minutes, but it, you know, shows a lot of interesting stuff. That's how Cuphead first captured everybody's imagination. Right. And they always have great music that is unshazamable for some reason. <laughs> Cuphead or? Just the tra the idea at Xbox mm. montages. I actually tweeted at them what the song is and they said they get back to me. They still haven't. They get back to you? They didn't know? No, no I guess not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I think indies are very important. I think it is important to make a statement that we still care about these. Yes, indies. absolutely. You know, okay. I, uh, 
the people who made Resogun. Yes. They made a new game. Yes. Forgot the name of it. Yeah, but it, it, I know what you're talking about. It looks good. And it, that wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. And I was more excited about that than anything that I saw at the PlayStation conference. Mm -hmm. That was it called. I said it in my video. <laughs> uh, it started with an M. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about, and I. Resogun developer. Housemark is the developer. Yeah. Uh, what's Housemark making? It's you know it's always good to show games of all kinds. Yes, you showed all like all these big blockbusters, and they all look very good. But variety is the spice of life, and showing an indie game will show that. You know, you're continuing your commitment to these people who want to get their platform on the widest, want to get their game on the widest platform possible. Oh my god, I'm on the Housemark website. <laughs> Games. I'm looking at the character. It's not Next Machina. Next Machina? Matterfall. Matter, that, that's it. Matterfall. Looks awesome. Yeah. And that would have gotten people pumped. Even if you just showed like a split second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Xbox. Had a ton of indie stuff. Yeah. Nintendo didn't. No. But I think in their last... Well, you know, when they launched the Switch, they had a lot of indie stuff. Yeah. So, people care. It's, like, important. Yeah. You know? I think Sony really woofed it this time. I think... Like, you don't have to harp too much on it. No. Show us a couple things they that did are, like, really cool. Like they did Matterfall announce been cool. Undertale coming to PS4 and Vita. And that was the only mention did they of do the it at the conference. They no? did it on the pre-show. Yeah, no, that's not okay. Yeah, that's another thing that you show at the conference, especially People like love Undertale. Yeah, Undertale was one of the biggest success stories when it came out. Like that's a big deal. So yeah, no, they, no, they, I, I agree. They should have shown that in the in the press conference. They should have shown that Matterfall and maybe like a smattering of other things that yeah. would have been re that would have really gotten people's attention. Yeah, and it should have been like a stupid little two minute montage. Yeah, which is fine for for indie games that could actually do a lot of good. Mm. Like because nine out of ten indie games are different from each other, so that could have shown, you know, that could have been just enough to get us interested in these games. Yeah, they they screw up big time. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about Han Solo? Yeah, um, so this broke last night along with, um, something else I have in the docket. So, um, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, the directors of 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, the Lego movie, and they were the directors of the upcoming Han Solo, uh, Star Wars anthology movie, they are not anymore. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, in a statement... On StarWars.com from Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear that we had different creative visions on this film and we decided to part ways. A new director will be announced soon. Wait, wait. Who, who had different creative visions? The two directors? The, the directors and Lucasfilm. Uh, yeah. Mm, that's not good. That is that is not. It's very. And they're very far into. They started in January filming. Oh. So they are no. more than halfway done with this uh, filming this movie. I'd imagine. I don't like that at all. Um, and they should never have made this movie. In a statement from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligning with our partners on this project. We normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once, this cliche is true. We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and crew. The Han Solo movie is still scheduled to come out in May of 2018. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller, like, they were the, the primary reason I was excited for this movie. Because... All of their work is incredible and creative and funny and smart. And what what they could have done with Star Wars, let alone Han Solo, like would have been amazing. They probably wanted to do something, you know, a little bit out there. Well, here's what uh, Variety reported today that the uh, reason why Lord and Miller were removed from the project is because... They wanted to have a more improvisational style of filmmaking, like what they're used to on their comedies. Whereas Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan, the scriptwriter for the film, 
wanted to have a more stricter shoot what the script says style of filmmaking. When you have a movie that's going to be as big budget as Star Wars, I can yeah. understand why the big wigs would be up like a little scared of that. Right. However, that could have been really cool. Yeah. Okay. It would be really cool to have some very improvisational mm -hmm. dialogue, especially with Han Solo. Especially because yeah. Han Solo is like a cartoon character. Yeah, basically. I mean, I think there were con there was like a concern that they they wanted to they were going to make him more like goofy instead of suave, mm. like the Han Solo is supposed to be. Um, he uh, but like he's young. Yeah, like a young goofy Han Solo yeah. would have been awesome. El I mean, yeah, I just don't know because they've already resembled the cast. Like the entire like Woody Harrelson is in this movie, and all he does is talk about how great his his time on this has been. Mm. So, and to have a new director come in, like when you're almost done, this is a terrible time for a new director. Yeah, I mean, IGN had an article of 17 directors who were replaced on their movies, and some of these movies, like Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, Spartacus, Superman Two, The Outlaw, Josie Wales. Mm. Those all had their directors replaced like midway through filming, and those all turned out fine. A lot of Pixar movies too, really, have had their director like removed at the like within filming, and everything turned out okay. But that said, you know there are also situations where that doesn't happen to be the case. Sam Bryan says, "Hey, they went back and refilmed Rogue One, and look how that turned out." That they refilm it. I mean, that, that they, would, they do reshoots for everything. But the, the thing, the thing about Rogue One was, I mean. Ultimately, uh, Tony Gilroy was like in charge of editing and assembling the film, but they never removed Gareth Edwards from the project. He was always like he always directed. He directed most of the reshoots. He was like on hand for a lot of the creative decisions. He was a part of the process the entire time. He never left the project. Like that's that's the big thing here. Like Lord and Miller are off the project. Yeah. We also had uh, Zack Snyder leaving Justice League. Yes, but that I have uh, that I have a bad feeling about that too. Yeah, that that's a little <laughs> for different, different reasons. Yeah. Um, it's already rumored that like they are looking that they have like replacements in mind for who to replace Lord and Miller. The big rumor is Ron Howard <laughs> to fill in. I mean, that'd be fun. That would be. I mean, Ron Howard's a great director. I mean, he has. Uh, experience doing movies like this and he's he's very professional in what he does he will um, not to say he'll listen to like obey Kathleen Kennedy's every command but like he he knows what to do to get a job done and put out a good movie right also rumored is Joe Johnston who directed the first Captain America movie the Rocketeer Jumanji and is one of the original designers of Boba Fett really yes hmm. so he would be excellent I feel to like as a replacement he would be coming full circle I mean, it's unfortunate that he have to come in full circle on the back of someone else's work. Right. But I feel like I mean, I don't know. Um, it. I think it's gonna be good. I, th I think they never should have made this movie to begin mm -hmm. with. We don't need a Han Solo. We solo don't. Movie. Uh, Han Solo solo movie. Yeah. But I think it'll come out good, and uh, but I think it could have been great with what they were do with yeah. with the, what they wanted to do. Let the artists play, you right? Know, and don't yeah. have too much or political overhead. Know who know who you're hiring ahead yes, of time. Yes, that's important too. Yeah, yeah. Know what you're getting into. You 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 buy you buy the work from an artist based off of their previous work. Yes, and you, I mean, you don't say, "Hey, you know all this stuff that you do. We want you to do something completely different." Yeah. So here's hoping that everything works out and that by May of next year, apparently, um, we'll get a good Han Solo. Techno movie. Sham says Joe Johnson is bland. He's done a lot of like, he has done a lot of bland movies. Like for every good movie he's done, like it's usually followed by one or two bland ones. So he's not wrong, but. You know, the Rocketeer is really good. Captain America One is really good. Jumanji is pretty good. Jurassic Park Three is not good. Um, Graham Richardson said, "Also remember that Kasdan wrote Empire, so his script is going to be pretty worth doing." He wrote Empire, Jedi, and I believe Raiders. Hmm. So yeah, no, I've I got no problem with Lawrence Kasdan. I was just never like, man, you know what this franchise needs? A solo, a Han Solo movie. Yeah. 
It's not something I ever wanted. Yeah. And I'm glad they're doing this first before they dive head first into a Boba Fett movie. Oh, yeah. That of all... The only solo movie I actually legitimately want is an Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Mm. About his time good. wandering the deserts of Tatooine. That's the only one I want because I'm very interested in that. I just want more Luke Skywalker. Yes. I'm glad we're getting more. Mm -hmm. I'm a little scared of what they're going to do to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's not going to be like the 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 god that i see him in the star wars universe well i mean it's been 30 years he's had his heart broken by his nephew he, right. he it's time for the jedi to end because he is the most badass character of mm -hmm. all, all time yeah the the post return of the jedi luke is like the most badass character yeah. and we're getting that now and it might kind of ruin this <laughs> it might ruin our image of him yeah. but we'll see also because uh What's his name? Mark Hamill Mark said Hamill's that like, he disagrees with I've, everything that they're doing with Luke. But he still did it anyway. So. I know. Well, he's got to. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. That makes me scared. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. Well, mm -hmm. did you say you had someone else related or should I jump into this uh, Nintendo thing? Um, it's not related. It was just posted at the same exact time as this Han Solo movie stuff. So okay, screw, screw you. Yeah, go into Nintendo. Your, your I didn't Nintendo actually stuff. read this article. Nintendo of America, Metroid Prime 4... And new Pokemon are 2018 games. I knew that already. Why yes. is there an article about this? <laughs> I think there's a date, though. Good news for Nintendo fans, as Nintendo America has revealed in an interview with VentureBeat that both the highly anticipated Metro Prime 4 and po new Pokemon title are coming in 2018. We weren't entirely sure when either were coming, as there was no mention regarding when to expect them. 2018 sounds fine to me, and I'm sure others will be pleased. Here's what was said during an interview with VentureBeat with Nintendo America Corp. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, just as you get through a game and you're starting to put your head up, put the Periscope out to see what else is out there. Hopefully, we'll have something right there for you. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> We've announced a lineup... Li We've been, we've been asked a nice lineup through this year, and next year we have some big games coming with Metroid Prime 4. 2018 will be around Metroid, Kirby, Yoshi... New Pokemon game has been announced. What? That's not a sentence. <laughs> 2018 will be around Metroid. Kirby Yoshi new Pokemon game has been announced. Okay. All right. We feel good about the lineup for this year and beyond. But there's a new... So, so that means the Kirby and the Yoshi games also aren't coming out this year? Those I were like, I thought they were. Those were like big deals at the conference. Yeah. And they were just called Kirby and Yoshi. Well, yeah, no, because those aren't, those aren't final titles. Right. But yeah. I think that they're saying those are next year. That's a bigger deal than than Metroid Prime Four coming out next year. Yeah, I it's it was weird because they I don't think they were specific in the dates of those two. That's that sad. That means that they have nothing coming out this year except Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. which is fine. That game's gonna be great, but that's scary. I would I would venture to guess that Kirby and Yoshi are gonna be kind of early in the year. Mm -hmm. But damn, yeah, there's all those big games are coming out next year though. Yeah. That's it. I mean, Metroid is probably going to be their big game. Well, like, Pokemon. And Pokemon. I think Pokemon's going to be their, their heavy hitter next year. Right. I mean, Metroid, yeah, it's a fan pleaser, but Pokemon's going to sell. Yeah. Tons. Mm -hmm. It's the first home console Pokemon. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's weird. But I'm glad we're getting Odyssey. Odyssey's great. Yeah, that'll Odyssey's be going to be the best thing yeah. ever of all time ever. That That theme song, bro. Somebody, oh, the theme song is amazing. Yeah. Somebody tweeted like, uh, like Sony and Microsoft over there with their 4K stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have Nintendo over here where you can literally be lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Odyssey. You can, can tr you can take over a T-Rex. This is gaming in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about anything. Gameplay is, is, what's, yeah. is what's going on over there. Uh, and this is just quick. Uh, did you see this Sega Forever? Yes. My, taking, my friend actually texted me about this today. They're taking Sega Genesis Classics, putting them for free on mobile. So yes. far, um, it, it starts tomorrow, I think. Yes. Tomorrow. Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star 2, Comic Zone, Kid Chameleon, Altered Beast. Yes. However, in the trailer... I saw Shinobi, just yes. an icon for Shinobi, so I have no idea what Shinobi <laughs> is, and uh, Vector Man. 
what this is gonna what Sega Forever is going to be is gonna be just a library, and they're gonna keep releasing games for it every month. Ah, and it's gonna start with Genesis, and it's gonna be every Sega console from Master System to Dreamcast. That's the plan. The game they're all free. The games are free with ads. You can buy the game, remove the ads for like two bucks. That is smart. I think some. I think Sonic will be three bucks because it's the remastered version of Sonic the Hedgehog. What, is that, what does that mean? It's the widescreen version that um, Christian Whitehead made. Can you spin dash? Yes. I'm playing it. <laughs> that's that's why the original Sonic sucks. Yes. Spin dash is so important to. It Sonic. really is. The first Sonic is not a, that good of a game. I'm sorry, everybody, but this is what this is the article that mm-hmm. I've been there. There's a little thumbnail of a trailer. So this is cool. They have something similar to this uh, on Steam. I forgot what it's called. It's like the I think the Genesis Collection. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but hopefully, like this is successful and they start putting this on consoles because I feel like that you know it can do a lot of good on. They consoles. also already have Crazy Taxi for free. Yes, I have it on my phone. I haven't played it. These ports are always really good. Yes. And of course, Christian Whitehead, the guy who was making Sonic, Sonic Mania. Mania, got his start just porting the Sonic games to iOS on his own dime. Yeah. And then Sega was like, hey, do that for us. Yes. <laughs> he did a version of Sonic 3. And mm-hmm. it's ready to go. Sega doesn't want to release it for some reason. I think it's the uh, licensing issue with the music. Do you think Even so? though they said he said that he did a version with with diff, with the PC port yeah. music, but I, th- I think it has a lot to do with the music. Uh, it's it's so weird because like they've re-released Sonic Three like with the Genesis music, like it's on Steam. I have it for Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Like they've re-released it with Genesis music. I think it has to do with whether it's considered a port or an emulation or a complete remake. If, Why? If it's emulated, then it's just taking what they already did and putting it on. I, I honestly don't know. That's the only excuse I can come up with as to why Sonic 3 I is I think like it's got to be out. some sort of licensing issue. I, Why not? That's the best one. Why I know. Not put that yeah. out there. Uh, AJ says, Kirby and Yoshi are 2018. Their 2017 okay. lineup has Splatoon, Pokken, Mario, Xenoblade. Those games will be sellers. Uh, Those games will be sellers. We'll all be sellers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not as big as... Not as big as Pokemon and Metroid. Yeah. But Splatoon... Well, Mario, yes. Yeah. Mario, Splatoon, yes. Splatoon 2, I feel like, is going to be a big hit. Splatoon 2 is going to be a big was... hit. Splatoon 2 will be a big hit over a long period of time. Yeah. I, it's not just going to sell when it first comes yeah. out. It's going to be a long... They're going to sell for a long time. Uh, as more people get switches, more people will be wanting to play multiplayer yeah. with their friends and stuff. I feel like Pokemon Tournament, because a lot of people missed it on Wii U, so they get a second chance on it. I don't think it's going to be as big. Probably not, but I think it'll do very well with this new audience. Did you see that the... Xenoblade, I, I mean, not in this country, but it'll yeah. do well. Did you see that the Pokemon Tournament controller that they made for the Wii U will work on Switch? No. Oh yes, yes, yes. I did see that. That is good. Yeah. That there. That is smart. Apparently, that has a better D pad than the Pro controller. Really? The yeah. Pro. I don't know why everybody's knocking the Pro controller D pad. It is yeah, fantastic. I. I didn't know there was a problem with that. My D-pad. only. My only gripe with it is that it should be. Because the way your thumb sits, yeah. if it's angled a little better, it, it might be good. Actually, yeah. I might only be thinking about that because Bomberman. Maybe the screen in Bomberman's angled. Yeah. I need Mario Maker, and then I'll be able to determine how great the D pad is. Yes. <laughs> Plus, I would love, I would absolutely love a Joy-Con, a left Joy-Con that is, has a D-pad at the top. Yeah. I want that. Make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah says, the best game at E3 was obviously Super Mario Odyssey. It was. Mm-hmm. That was the best game at E3. However, Moss surprised me the most. Really? I would say. Is that a VR game? Yep. PlayStation VR. Okay. That's why I'm hyped. Because I can buy it. Nice. Was that it? Is that all I had? Yeah, I think you just. I think that's story. literally all that I had. Okay. <laughs> all right. I have one more. Okay. Um, Watchmen might be coming to TV. Oh yes, I heard about this. Um, so fresh off the critical success of The Leftovers, Damon Lindelof is in talks for a potential Watchmen TV series for HBO. 
Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that the project is in early development stages. An official deal is not yet in place. Representatives for HBO and Warner Brothers Television have declined to comment. I have a friend who told me that he used to just Google Watchmen HBO all the time in <laughs> in preparation for this announcement. Like he's been wanting HBO to make a Watchmen A lot of people have. A lot of people feel like the ideal Watchmen adaptation is like a 12-part miniseries on HBO. I think that's so bizarre. I, f I feel like it's 12 part like like each issue of the comic will get its own but what would they be 10 minute episodes well, you know stretch it out a little bit I mean like, Watchmen's very dense yes you're right very dense you're so right. I, it's just I, I just don't think that I think the ideal way to consume Watchmen is in a comic book yes and that is that is yes, it that and is you can't get better than that you, you really can't I mean because it's so it's so bizarre and out there that there's no like the suspension for disbelief is like easiest to consume. Well, not only comic. that, like Alan Moore, like this is how like crazy genius Alan Moore is. He designed that book to specifically be a comic book. It does things that only comic books can do. Also, it's a parody on comics. It is. So it's not a parody on HBO series. You yeah. Know, it's not a parody on other comic book movies. Yeah, it's a I'm, parody on comic books. Period. Yeah. So, I mean, to Zack Snyder's credit, he tried to do that with his Watchmen movie where certain things were parodies of comic book movies, but it didn't really stick the landing the way And I it was think. before a lot of other... It was before comic book movies really, like... It was, like, while they were taking off. Yeah. If he did it now, it probably would have made a little bit more sense. Yeah. I also think that he, I mean, he changed things that did. wouldn't make sense in a movie form. And and I, I agree with the things that he changed, just mostly the ending. Yeah. I agree with the things that he changed, but it just, that's the best I think it could work as a movie, is I, what yeah. he made. I feel like he, tr he changed some things. He also tried to keep some things that really only worked in the comic, and it didn't translate well to screen. Now, the theory is that if this is going to be a miniseries on HBO, you know, it's going to have a lot more time. It's going to be able to fit a lot more things in from the comic that the movie had to cut and things like that. Um, I just, I don't know if people care, really. Because the Watchmen movie, regardless of what you thought about it, was not a huge box office, you know, success. Right. It, like, just, it like just barely became profitable. So... To try again with a miniseries uh, almost 10 years later seems like very ambitious. Now, is it? do we know if it's going to be a miniseries that's going to retell the story? Or is it going to be a miniseries that uh, just takes place in the Watchmen universe? I, I think it is a... I think it will be like an adaptation of the book. Like take what was in the book and try to adapt it to the screen. Okay. I would rather Again. that than try to retell a story. Because then they had all those, like, before Watchmen books. Yeah. That were all pretty bad. There was, like, one that... Well, the, the ones that um, Darwin Cook did were, like, actually good. And then the rest were, we like... We like Darwin Cook. Yes. But the ones that I read were not good. Yeah. Warshock uh, one, I was like... Oh. Uh, that was okay. That was better than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. uh, f Night Owl was bad. Yeah. Night Owl one was really bad. Um, Just don't... Just don't touch it. Yeah, Stop I mean, touching a Watchmen. I mean, granted, <laughs> leave it alone. What's happening with Rebirth is really fascinating, and I like what they're doing. Yes, yes, you're right. But there was also that rumor a few weeks ago that there was going to be uh, that Warner Brothers was toying with the idea of doing a direct-to-video animated Watchmen that was faithful to the book. So the the Warner Brothers cartoons that are re remakes of comics or or added the direct of the direct to video ones yes. those have been pretty consistently good yes also the Watchmen motion comics all of them are on YouTube and those are really good really yeah you've never seen them no the Watchmen motion comics are amazing really they are they are literally just the <laughs> comics just each frame of the comic just right. animated just a little bit with really good voiceovers okay actually I think it's one guy who's doing the voiceover for everybody but oh, he's, wow. he's really good. yeah. It's watch those. They're really good. Okay. Uh, that's my ideal way of viewing the Watchmen <laughs> if I'm not reading the comic. Uh, yeah. Watch that. As, yeah. But even if you don't want to read the comic, it's free on YouTube. Yeah. So watch that. But taking that and making. I could see Warner Brothers doing a good ver version with the cartoon movie. Yeah. But 
it would have to be shot for shot. Yeah, I mean, that's that'd be hard to do, especially because, again, like there are certain th- panels in the comic that can only work in the comic. You got to watch the motion comic because, I mean, it is still it's basically still frames. Right. With like very little moving. But, mm-hmm. And they cut out all the pirate stuff or the stuff yeah. with that guy at the end who was like sailing or whatever. Oh, which, yeah, to be honest, stuff. I skipped over that when I read it anyway. <laughs> it It is really hard to read, especially your first time through. Mm-hmm. But if you like go back and you actually read the pirate stuff. It does make sense, and it does parallel what's going on with the main story. Actually, fun fact, the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie, he actually made two short films. One was the pirate comic, Tales of the Black Freighter, and the other was Under the Hood, which was the book, the first Night Owl writes like in-universe. There's a documentary on that. Those are excellent. Really? Those are really good. Where yeah. can I find those? I think I have them, so I'll just let you borrow those. I want to see like that. those are really good short it's, films. Yeah, like how short? Like half an hour at most. All right, I could do that. Because especially Black Freighter, like it tells you the whole Black Freighter story, like beat for beat. Good. Yeah, because I want to know that. Yeah, but I don't want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen. There is a version of Watchmen that actually splices in Tales of the Black Freighter into the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know how that works, but okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have here? Tevi says the comedian was awful. I heard the comedian was the worst one. <laughs> like, it, that was absolutely atrocious. Apparently, um, Ozymandias wasn't bad, and the Dr. Manhattan one wasn't bad. Mm. Apparently, the Dr. Manhattan book, like, like, planted seeds for rebirth. Really? Yes. Now, I don't know if that was intentional or if Jeff Johns was reading it one day and goes, oh, I can run with that. <laughs> I bet you it was whoever was writing that was like, let me milk this for as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, far, Fark? Farouk? Says, what happened to the pro-looking green screen setup? Uh, Will's here and not yeah. <laughs> So you get the pro-looking living room setup. Yeah. Uh, also, hello, Perth. What is it like? The morning over there? Yeah. Oh, you got any more? Is that it? That is it. Okay. Um, I did want to just mention that they they specifically called out Damon Lindelof, um, who is best known. He, he's currently working on The Leftovers, which is apparently a Critical Darling. He's best known for shows like Lost. Um, and he also worked on Star the JJ from Star Trek movies, um, a couple of other things. He is a controversial figure in nerd culture. Why? Because people, everybody blames him for Lost being bad towards the uh, end. Um, he ca- he might have ruined Prometheus. <laughs> um, and uh, his Star Trek movies haven't been like great. Like they ru- they they point to him as being one of the main reasons why Star Trek hasn't been good. I like years. the other Star Trek movies. I didn't see the last one, but I like the two. Boys. I heard I heard the last one, which Lindelof was not involved in at all. Was the best one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like the other ones. Everybody's giving them to me. The first fun. one was good because it was Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. The second one is not good. I thought it was... I Star Trek Into Darkness is not good. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. It was like, you know, I had a good time watching it. I had a good time watching it, but the second I left the theater, and everybody everything knew it was fell Khan. apart. Everybody knew that was Khan. The whole I time. know. Which, which is dumb. It was stupid. <laughs> like, why do they do... Like, why couldn't it have just been Khan? Mm. Like, don't do that. Don't freaking do that. They tried. I saw, I saw what they were getting at. Anyway, now we're gonna dump into the dump into dump into we're the dumping chat. into the chat right now. So talk to us. Also, you can use the hashtag Wolf Den Live. Just like uh, Fred does every week. <laughs> he says Sal's a fan of Will's. Why haven't you talked to him yet? Also, that new Thor reveal. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, f- yes, apparently Sal from Comics Pop is a fan. I gotta, I gotta talk to that guy. Um, also, yeah, apparently there's now three Thors. I don't know oh, anything else beyond that. Is he a frog? No. Damn. He's some. Mario's a frog now. Yeah, Mario is a frog. Um, I knew the War Thor is. He's called the War Thor, mm. and he wields the the uh, ultimate Thor's hammer. Okay. The, the axe-looking one. Oh, okay. That's literally all I know about him. <laughs> 
Sounds dumb. And there's like there's three Thors going on right now. So so wait, it's the girl. It's Jane Foster Thor, Odinson, the right that's the, the regular, regular vanilla Thor. Okay, um, but he's not he's not Thor. He's not the Thor. Okay, he's just the Odinson, and he's okay. trying to become worthy again. And now there's this new third one, the War Thor. He's like this older guy with a big beard and stuff. I don't know why there are three Thors running around, especially considering that um, Generations and Marvel Legacy seems to be hinting at Thor Odinson is going to be coming back to his classic version of himself, complete with the original costume. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Simone Stig, what's your take on the Han Solo movie? We already did that. Getting a new director and the studio's front runner, Ron Howard. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, we think that Ron Howard would be good. Ron Howard would be And it fine. also sucks that, they, uh, that they're losing the director. Yes. Uh, do you want a Watchmen HBO show? I've said it shouldn't have been a movie and should be a miniseries, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't think it should be anything yeah. at all, and they should leave it really alone. really shouldn't. If, if, all right, if we're being, you know, gun to the head, yeah, it probably should have been a miniseries before a movie, but if we're being real, it shouldn't be anything. But a comic book. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. That was There's also, of course, hashtag. last week's uh, Wolf Den Live, which yes. I was not a part of. Which was the Bob Wolf show. But Common Boy still um, asked me a question. <laughs> where they, is, they miss you, Will. Where is Martian Manhunter in this new Rebirth continuity? And do you agree that it's tragic that DC has abandoned the character as a core member of Justice League in favor of Cyborg? Um, You know, I actually don't know where Martian Manhunter is. They just released a team-up book with Martian Manhunter and Marvin Martian. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I saw all these, the DC comics. The uh, DC Looney Tunes crossover? Yes, yeah. you need to get all of those. I know, I'm, I'm gonna get on that. Apparently, those look so good. Apparently the Martian Manhunter Marvin Martian one is really good. And I, like, it really goes into like why Marvin wants to blow up the Earth. I need, and, to, like, it's, I need to see that. I, I will remedy that. I will get those. When are those out? The, the Martian one just came out. And I think the next is Batman Elmer Fudd. Yes! <laughs> I saw the cover for that. It yes. looks awesome. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, DC abandoning him in favor of Cyborg. Yeah, I mean, I, I get why. Did you lose connection? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't load the page, but you can go on. I get why um, they did it. You know... A, to diversify the lineup a little bit, and B, Cyborg is, uh, is, he is like a 21st century hero. He's full of technology and stuff. But there's just something classic and old school about Martian Manhunter that I feel like could have helped, you know, the lineup, you know, di diversify in a different way. So. I'd love to answer more questions, but my whole internet. All right, so you gotta pick. All right, I'll questions. keep going. Uh, Casey Pearson from last week. My biggest issue with just buy the X. Wait, my biggest issue with just buy the Xbox One S instead of the Xbox One X is the back backed out of saying any games made on the Xbox One X must be playable on the Xbox One. Now they can make exclusive club games is. and screw. Yeah, I don't think I. I think that this this rumor has gone back and forth between being credible and not credible. I don't think they're going to make a game that can't run on every Xbox One. They 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 when they announced they were making a Scorpio, they said that everything on the Xbox One will be playable on the Scorpio. Yes. Then they released a statement saying that this is more of a next generation console. And people took that the wrong way. And then they came out again and said that everything on the Scorpio can run on the Xbox One. Yeah. So, and I feel like the E3 press conference, like, they confirmed that everything is going to work across all Xboxes. So if, if there was a case where they said that not all Xbox One X games will run on a regular Xbox One, I would like to see yeah. where that was set. Because it's very the timeline of that is very confusing. Yeah. But to my knowledge... There's a bug in here. To <laughs> my knowledge, everything on the X will run on the S and the vanilla Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, vanilla Xbox, Xbox One. Yes. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, I'm actually excited that original Xbox games are going to become backwards compatible. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. I was like, well, would like this. I would. Um, and disc space, too. So if you have the disc, you can pop it in and it'll run, which I think is great. Really? Yes. That is great. Yes. Um, let's see here. Who else? Jason Todd, I like the way the new Spider-Man... 
I like the way the new Spider-Man game, but it doesn't seem majorly different from any other Spider-Man game. I like the other Spider-Man games, but I don't know others don't, but I know others don't. Why are people so hyped? I think people are hyped because it's been a long time since we've had a big budget major Spider-Man game that looked as good as this does. Bob's going to try and kill the bug that is currently swung around our lights. You can keep talking. The last few Spider-Man games we've gotten uh, haven't been great. They've been the Beanox developed games. The two of them, uh, Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Tomorrow, were linear level-based games. Shattered Dimensions was okay. Edge of Tomorrow was not. Um, then they... Dimensions was trash. <laughs> Um, then they did the two amazing Spider-Man movie-based games, and those were not good at all. They were trying to be the classic... Um, he's, he's killing that bug, all right. Those tried to be the classic open-world Spider-Man games, and they just didn't work. Oh, my God, so what? Jeez, kill that thing. Hope no vegetarians are watching. Oh, it's flying. He, he's trying to run away. Where is it? It's over there. It's... And even, um, <laughs> I think you missed him. No, I got him. Okay. He fell behind my bed over here. Anyway. He's going to die there, whatever. You know, because there really were only two great open world Spider-Man games. There's Spider-Man 2 and Ultimate Spider-Man for PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. Original Xbox. I will say, I'd say, I mean, those are the great ones. Yeah. But there were a lot of good ones. Web of Shadows. Every, a lot of people like Web of Shadows. I know there are people who don't like Web of Shadows. A lot of people like the ultimate one. Yeah. The ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like Spider-Man 3. I thought that was good. That got a bad rap, but yeah. that was good. I did not like that one bit. Um, but yeah, so... And it's Sony first party, which right. I think is a big deal. Because they, they're not going to just, you know, put their name on anything. They're going to at least try to make it quality. Darth Plagueis. Bob, you say games are perfect for Switch in a lot of your videos. What quali what qualities make a game perfect for Switch? Mechanics, game uh, graphics, type of story? I'm out of breath from chasing that book. <laughs> uh, I like this question because I do say that a lot that games are perfect for Switch. Games are perfect for Switch if the if it's they don't rely on graphics. Something like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, is a great game. I haven't played it actually, but. I'm sure the mechanics are great, mm -hmm. but it a lot of why it's great is because of how pretty it looks because of the graphics. Right. You can't do that on the Switch. Right. You just can't. So that's not something that would be perfect for Switch. Um, mechanics are also important. Uh, what was I going to say? I know that something like Overwatch, I think, would be perfect for Switch, even though it's heavily multiplayer-focused. Right. But I think having something heavily multiplayer-focused might hinder it from being on Switch. So, something that is a single-player experience that doesn't have great graphics. Well, I feel like if, if Nintendo's looks like... like uh, blah. <laughs> I just had a stroke. Nintendo seems to be heavily leaning towards getting into esports with Splatoon and ARMS. So, something like Overwatch could be right at home on the switch mm -hmm. i don't i don't know because then there'd be like a like a like a switch sect for <laughs> for like overwatch esports that'd be bizarre i'm not i mean overwatch is trying to be an esport right if they, if they aren't already i'm pretty sure they are um and they're all pc gamers you know yeah so like having just a specific switch sect of overwatch esports would be a little bizarre i guess so um so to answer the question, what would make a game perfect for Switch is the graphics are are able to run on the Switch, and it's just a you know a, a good a good experience, yeah. I guess. Uh, Fred Bushi with the two dollars super chat uh, for those with foot fetish for for that sweet shot. Oh, Bob, I guess he's talking about you taking. Your I shoe mean, off. if you keep giving me money, I'll show you as much of my feet as you want. <laughs> Uh, Jason, Nintendo C has seemed to make it a priority to include at least two-player local co-op in most of their new titles lately. The big AAA super graphics fests don't like to have local co-op. Uh, well, then you have a way out, which is a local co-op fest. Yeah. And that'll be on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just Xbox One. 
No, it'll be on both because it's EA. Yes. So I agree with what you're saying. And I that's, that's the thing that is just that Nintendo cares a lot more about gameplay and these other people yeah. are just trying to make a good single player story. Oh, I like this question too. Bilbo's Nuts <laughs> says, saying Battlefront is like Battlefield without reloadable guns is like saying NCAA is like Madden's without the Dallas Cowboys. Bullshit, bro. I 100% agree. And that is why it's stupid. <laughs> Battlefront is like Battlefield without reloadable guns and NCAA is like Madden without Dallas Cowboys. I think what he's trying what he's trying to say is that it's okay that they're two different that they're two very similar but different games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that like what I'm getting at is that, that mechanically they're identical games because they're in the same engine with the same they're the same game just with different skins over them. NCAA being like Madden. Yes, yeah. they're the same game, but with diff with diff a different skin over yeah. them, with different characters. So yes, I agree. <laughs> um, from this week, Fark Me, which I think is how you pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you guys think the superhero trend is going to die? I say in the next two to three years, people are going to be over it. Um, I don't think people are going to be over Marvel necessarily. But if if they're not careful, I think we're gonna see we're gonna start to see the trend go down, like within the next probably by around Infinity Wars two. Yes, which might I think is like three to four years. Last one from last week, okay. J D X V X. Hope you guys had an IC three. Thanks for the vid, despite not being in your home base. Safe travels. Thank you very much. Thank I'm you. glad you appreciated it. Uh, Jason right. Todd just said One Piece for some reason. <laughs> Of everybody says One Piece for some reason. Uh, Tevia, Will, any opinion on on Marvel Legacy failed? Marvel Legacy hasn't started yet, <laughs> so it can't fail. Um, it looks like they're trying to do be DC Rebirth. Hopefully, they they can succeed at it and not Marvel it up. Live to Rock says the three Jokers thing is probably going to be answered on Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, the Ultimate Jello Man. Will, in your new 52 retrospective, can you said that Red Hood and the Outlaws is bad. Can you explain those thoughts? Because I enjoyed that comic. Besides Sexual Starfighter, boy. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, aside from the over-sexualized Starfire, to me, felt like it was trying to be a bad 90s comic. Like, it, like all the... A lot of the new 52, like, a lot of the bad trends of 90s comics... Like infested the new Fifty Two, and Red Hood and the Outlaws was like one of the primary culprits of bad '90s aesthetics, storytelling, ideas. Uh, you know, dudes being badass dudes for no good reason, <laughs> things like that. So, Quetzalcoatl says, "What do you all think about Mario and Rabbits?" I've been very vocally against it, uh, but I'm glad people. People, I'm not into strategy games yeah. like that. That are like XCOM. Some people think that XCOM with Mario in it is like the greatest thing ever. It is. It's very strange. Yeah. Which I mean, to each their own. I just I'm not into that at all. Yeah. What do you think? I've, I haven't heard your opinion on that. I mean, if it's, actually we talked about it. We talked about it when it leaked. Yeah. It's certainly not my cup of tea. Uh, I will probably not be getting it because I'm not really into turn-based strategy um i have xcom on something but I, i'm like afraid to play it <laughs> um yeah i rabbits were the original minions yep so like why are this like they whatever i'm not <laughs> uh i would honestly like if they had to do i would have rather a platformer yeah but this is the game we're getting so I, I feel like Nintendo was like, you can use Mario, but you can't make a platformer. Yeah. Because that's our thing. Yeah, I think they actually said that. Well, there you go. So, um, I also don't like Ubisoft. <laughs> They've been just not good to me lately. Yeah. Every game that I've played from them is just a rehash of one of their old mm-hmm. games. Assassin's Creed Origins looks like Assassin's Creed. I don't, I don't see what the year... I I'm hoping that it looks like it's not the same engine or or it's vastly yeah. it's fixed. So I'm hoping that it is fixed. <laughs> Hopefully. And same thing with Far Cry Five. Far Cry Five looks like it's will be different enough that I'll be interested. Yeah. In it. 
But yeah, I'm not interested in Marion Rabbids at all. I don't like Ubisoft, even though I, I, I own stock in them and they're <laughs> pretty good. Uh... Uh, Fabio Ballin, what difficulties do you face as living as brothers? <laughs> what difficulties do we yeah. face? What? How? How could that be difficult? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess if we didn't, if we absolutely hated each other. Yeah, I don't think there's any. There's no difficulty. Sometimes, here. I mean, sometimes I need to shower and he's still in there. But that's, <laughs> that's often. That yeah, often. That's 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 the most difficult. I think we've we've have. Yeah, there's no like. I, I guess people think people think that we we would like argue a lot yeah. as being brothers, but that that's not that has never been the case between yeah. us. We've always been been really really good friends. Yeah. Um, I saw something about Xbox. As as ads said, when realistically will pre-order hit online for the Xbox One X? I'd be surprised if they're not up already. So, oh, yeah, I thought they were up already. Check GameStop. Yeah, and, check GameStop. Check Amazon. Go like call get your local GameStop store because yeah. I would be surprised if they're not there already. They usually faster than yeah. Amazon yeah. should have them. They should yeah. be up. Yeah, I definitely check. They should be up by now. If not, call GameStop. Best Buy too. Check with them. And remember, never pre-order anything unless it's a console. You're allowed to pre or a collector's edition. You're allowed to pre-order consoles and collector's editions, but you do go. not pre-order games. Uh, unless you have one, I think we're done here. Yeah, no, I think think we're good. All right, last one. Ben, would you rather Wii Virtual Console with Galaxy or GameCube with Sunshine? GameCube with Sunshine. Both. But yeah, GameCube with Sunshine. Yeah. Because it's been longer since we've been able to play those. Yeah, even though I've played Sunshine already, and I only played a little bit of Galaxy. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, no, Galaxy is amazing. But And I would love to play more of it, but I'd rather... GameCube with Sunshine. Also, Galaxy would be a little hard because of the whole right. Wii Mote. So you could do it with Joy-Cons, but, right, but it'd be a little hard. You, they would have to re... Definitely. There, there they would need to, to be that. a traditional controller setup for Wii games moving to right. Switch. Well, Mikachu keeps talking about the Atari box. Uh, I don't think there's any information on that, really. They're really. All there is is that Atari said, like, oh, we're making another console. It's going to be, like, PC-based and stuff. Yeah, I don't really buy it <laughs> like they're making something i think that it's just going to be like well a classics console there or is something. at games is making an atari flashback that's right. going to be hd with an hdmi port mm -hmm. they're also doing a genesis one hd <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah they're also doing a genesis one and the genesis one you can use your the genesis game. one looks exactly the same as their old ones no the genesis one actually looks like a genesis now yeah, but it's like cheap plasticky garbage. They also right. have the they also have a, a portable one. Yeah, that looks exactly like their old. I'm one. hoping that this new the new Genesis one because it's HD, like the emulation's better. And it's not garbage, right? Like their I, SD I ones. I think that it probably will be. <sighs> <That sucks. laughs> I want to put my Genesis games in HD, but uh, I don't think Atari should be making consoles unless they have a really unique idea, which I don't think I, they do. I doubt they do. Yeah. I honestly doubt they do. I mean, Atari. The name Atari is has gone downhill a lot in the past few years. Like they've ruined a lot of their classic brands. They tried to re-release New Space Invaders and Alone in the Dark games, and they've been absolute garbage. I think that now is a good time for them to release something with Blade Runner coming out because they're like yes. a big deal. They're like a big company in Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that reminds me, I have a like a two gig file of Blade Runner to give you. Awesome. He tried to give me Blade Runner. It would have been like 30 gigs. Or yeah. I'm, I don't know how. The, the Blu-ray ripping program I have like rips it full. So like all 50 gigs of the Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. Which is nuts. Anyway. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining. Thank you for writing to us. Thank you for hanging out with us on Wolf Den Live. The best live show on YouTube that is having a really weird June. But... <laughs> Uh, something about uh, listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Oh, thank you, Fred. Thank you. Oh, you know, before we started, uh, oh, where is it? What? what are you oh, it for? said. Oh, Morty. Uh, what, what, are looking, what, what, are, what are you looking for, Rick? Oh, it's not here anymore. It's <laughs> it said Shadow the Hedgehog just subscribed. <laughs> what? Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog's a subscriber. Can you believe it? Oh man. Well, anyway, thank you, Nintendo Pro Musa, Leonardo, Brandon. Jillin, Jillin, Jalen, 
and the one eye bandit. Thank you for the subs. Hey, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. If um, of course you can always subscribe to us right here at YouTube.com/slash/Wolfman to watch all of our content, um, gaming videos, comic book videos, and everything in between. Um, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and or Google Play. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to us there and rate us and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Uh, don't forget, if you want to talk to us, you can either use the hashtag WolfDenLive or if you're listening to this afterwards, go to the YouTube video and just comment there. That is the, probably the best way. Mm -hmm. And we will answer your questions there. And I will be posting, hopefully, a new video on E3 tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll be the Moss video. And mm -hmm. I also have a vlog that I'm trying to edit that will take me forever. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.